In this episode, we have Rebecca Matheson, who is the maverick you need to watch out for. From tackling people on the rugby field to now tackling real estate deals, tackling wealth, she's just absolutely crushing it. And her secret weapon? It's in between her ears. She's dialed into her mindset. Are you? Hey, what's going on, everyone? You got the 7-2 Mindset Investor here with just another amazing guest. I'm so happy to have Rebecca Matheson on. Um, this has been a long time coming. Uh, Rebecca and I crossed paths, I want to say, literally just a few months ago, actually. And Rebecca just came out of left field, out of nowhere. And we'll talk about that for a second. But really what intrigued me about Rebecca is just her speed and really... She is the opposite of analysis by paralysis or analysis paralysis, like completely different. And I'm the same way. And so when I see a firecracker like myself, who is just willing to make moves, willing to make mistakes, willing to fail in order to succeed, they get my attention. So Rebecca, welcome to the 72 Mindset Investor podcast. Thank you so much, Mark. And I'm really excited to, to be on your podcast because I love what you're doing with the mindset piece. I think if you can start with that foundation, it really gives you a platform to build off of. So I love what you're doing in this space, building off of that mindset piece. And, you know, this has been such a crazy year for, for me. Like you said, I kind of came out of left field. You know, I went from being a week away from flying to South Africa to I went fishing and I caught a bird all the way to transitioning from the fitness world into real estate investing. So a lot has happened. And I'm sure we'll get to all of that as we go. But I want to thank you for having me on today. Um, it's a great opportunity just to connect with you because uh, I've seen everything that you've done in this space. And, and it's always great to connect with like-minded mavericks like yourself. <laughs> awesome. No, I appreciate that, Rebecca. And you know what? A lot of people have given me an opportunity. So I'm a firm believer about paying it forward. So it's always nice. I mean, there's a lot of um, sometimes in this industry, actually, a lot of times in this industry, everybody's looking for that big fish to have on their show. And I'm, I'm not looking at that big fish today. I'm looking at where people are going to be 10 years from now. And that's where I see you is 10 years from now, you are that big fish. And, and I want to be part of that, that at an early stage. And like I said, your, your actions have just been phenomenal. And like I said, I mean, you came and you talked, you talked about this, right? So you came, I mean, my connection to you was just like I said, out of left field, you, you came up in the, in the world. And I mean, let's talk about rugby because I know you're an avid rugby player. Um, you're a personal trainer. You have essentially all of this massive Rolodex of yourself. And now you're in doing real estate. So let's, let's walk me through this journey. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, that's a great place to start. So I actually played rugby for eight years. And, and for me, that was just such a huge passion. Like, I didn't even know what the sport was when I first started it and then made my first tackle. And I'm like, I'm in like, this is sweet. I get to hit people. This is cool. Um, and then, you know, really pursued that pathway. Absolutely love fitness. So uh, I, I found personal training as a way that I could just help other people get fit and accomplish their goals. And, you know, that pathway came with challenges too with rugby. I had a lot of injuries and uh, I, I went from everything from, you know, small bruises and, 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 you know, cleat marks from a, a game all the way up to some more serious injuries that 
really challenged me. And, and one of the biggest ones was I actually had three concussions in one calendar year while playing wow. and that was at the university. So I went to Western and um, it was between my third and fourth year. And it, it really changes you when, when suddenly everything that you do you can no longer do anymore. And when you have, you know, fitness or rugby or, or this um, thing that you've done day in and day out, just completely stripped from you, it's really hard. And the way that I, I really overcame that is I actually, you know, couldn't stay away from the game. I am just like a, a rugby nerd. I absolutely love it. So I actually started to referee and it was when I graduated from university that I really got into it. And I had such a greater appreciation for the game. Um, it, it, is, it just opens up your eyes to a different perspective. And I think challenging yourself in that way to constantly you know, refresh your perspective and see things from a, do, a new angle is, is just so important to do. And you know, I, I was submerged right into the game, you know, refereeing across multiple different provinces in Canada, as well as countries around the world. And when you're in those moments, those heated moments where, you know, you've just had a quarrel and you have to resolve that conflict that just has happened on the field and make decisions in the spur of a minute when you're sprinting after the play. Um, it, it really challenges your knowledge, your decision-making skills and also just challenged me as an athlete. I'm pretty sure I was fitter as a referee than I was as a rugby player. So yeah, there's, there's so much um, that you can gain from just stepping into a new element that is outside of your comfort zone and just taking it on fully. And, you know, that's what I've done in, in a lot of the different industries or, or things in my life. And, you know, when you're faced with some adversity or challenge, it's what are you going to do next? Are you going to fall over and, and, you know, just, just take it or are you going to get right back up and, you know, brush the dirt off and keep going, you know, fall mm -hmm. forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, so you went from rugby and then you went from refereeing rugby. So then I know in there you were doing personal training as well. Yeah, so I actually took kinesiology in school and okay. I thought that I wanted to be a physiotherapist because that was just something, you know, you go through the classic civics course in public school and right. helping people is just something that I, I really vibed with. So I'm like, oh, physiotherapy, I can do that. I can help people. But after getting so many rugby injuries and being in and out of physio, I realized I did not want to be in that clinical setting forever. So right. I just kind of made the decision to pursue a passion, which was fitness and just do that as my job. Uh, and so that's what led me to just get certified as a personal trainer and start training people. And I did that part-time while I was still in school. And then I really took that on full-time following school. So I worked at a, a gym here in London, Ontario, and I, I worked at that gym for four and a half years until I transitioned into to real estate investing. So uh, I went through multiple different roles, both in personal training and, and coaching myself, all the way up to managing a team of personal trainers, to managing a full sales team um, at that gym. So there's so many, I guess, skill sets. And when we talk about transferable skills in business, for me, 
transitioning into real estate investing was pretty seamless because at the end of the day, a sale is a sale is a sale. And, you know, setting goals, it's the same exact structure, no matter where you are in whatever industry you're in, it's the same bone structure of really ultimately uh, deciding what your why is, deciding where you want to be, and then setting all of these SMART goals or process goals in order to get there. Um, and all through my career as a personal trainer, I got to do that with clients. I got to identify what their ultimate goal is. You know, did you want to have that six pack abs and, and, you know, rock a bikini on the beach, or maybe you just want to gain a little bit of confidence and uh, start to change your life around. And through personal training, it was such a great opportunity to help people do that and also develop myself personally and develop those underlying skill sets where I can manage a team and where I can um, help people work towards their goals. Um, so for me, it was, it was really a great opportunity to do that and, and kind of fill that that piece of me that always really wants to give back and, and help others. Mm -hmm. Cool. No, I appreciate that. No, and that's, it's absolutely, we're going to touch on this about a lot of parallels between sports and business. So, and then you talked about, you know, you were one flight away from going to South Africa. I was, I was. So I actually last year in 2019, I went to South Africa for uh, a month and and definitely an amazing opportunity and and I always encourage people to travel um, because it really changes your perspective and and you get to view other cultures and it was just such a great experience so I was going to go back and and really pursue rugby even harder um, and also you know further educate myself and develop in that that sports science industry and, and get a master's degree there while pursuing rugby refereeing and, and while really pushing some boundaries. Um, and, you know, I was a week away from flying out and then COVID hit, right? Another swerve, things change. Uh, and and you got to adapt to, to your situation. So mm -hmm. it, absolutely, this has been an insane year. And I think for a lot of people, not quite what they expected it to be. And I've gone almost this entire year, actually this full entire year without playing or refereeing rugby or, or, you know, having that, that sport that I'm used to having. And it's, it's definitely been weird. Um, but it's also allowed me to focus on, on some other areas of development in, in my life. And that's been also quite interesting for me is to, to open up some other doors of possibilities and, you know, pursue things like real estate investing. So yeah, it was a week away from flying to South Africa and uh, absolutely crazy changes for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Rebecca, you're quite young and I'm just fascinated how mature you are when it comes to the whole mindset piece. I mean, for me, I had to hit my forties in order to, to realize that and have that ego death, I call it. Um, so where, where does, where does the strength come from? And, and what was this moment that you, that you started seeing where the mindset really kicked into gear? Yeah, it's an interesting question, uh, Mark, for sure. Cause that, that mindset piece, I, I think there's an element of 
I think overcoming challenges that that really starts to to push your boundaries and change the way that you think. And some people will face those challenges and some people will just, you know, fall over or or go down a different road and and just not step up to the challenge that's ahead. And I think I've always been a little bit like fiery just like yourself in in doing that and just kind of stepping up to the challenge um and it might be that that kind of maverick in me but uh i i think the mindset piece a lot of it for me has stemmed from my experiences in sport mm -hmm. and also helping people overcome their own mindset struggles with personal training so a lot of the times people come into a new goal a, a new challenge that they want to overcome and they're layered with a lot of, I guess, belief systems around why they're in the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. And being able to see step-by-step step the consistent effort and work that others have put in to accomplish their goal. Because frankly, there is no silver bullet. Like everyone wants that quick fix, that easy solution um to achieve success or to achieve results and and that just doesn't exist and i've seen that time and time and time again so yeah it's you know it's not necessarily the age it's it's just about when that spark happens and and for me i think going through a lot of challenging injuries like going through that experience with the concussion going through um challenges where you have someone right in front of your face challenging a decision that you've you've made and and you just have to stick to your guns and say no listen this is the decision that i made this is why i made it and, and we're going to continue on with the game facing that head on and being able to just stand up and and still move forward and learn from your mistakes like along the way i've i've failed so many times like i've fallen flat on my face and had to get right back up um and and for me, it's it's not about the number as to, to when that mindset really shifts for you or um, when that happens. It's it's just sometimes you just have a spark. And and for me, I'd say sports and and definitely seeing other people overcome obstacles through training um, has really, really helped me change my own mindset and, and shift my focus to be able to take on new challenges in my life. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Oh, I appreciate that. So, and for those of you listening and watching, uh, Rebecca makes mention of the Maverick. Um, so yeah, we're not talking about Top Gun or I guess we are, but uh, there's actually a great exercise, which is called the Behavioral Predictive Index. Um, highly recommend it. Great for putting teams together, but really getting an understanding of who you are, who you pretend to be, and who you act to be. Um, and it's a great little test called the predictive index, highly recommend it. So it just so happens by chance, Rebecca and I both have to be Mavericks. So we understand <laughs> each other. Um, so, um, so how do you go from, like, I apologize, my dog's barking, but I always plan for that because it's, again, it's unscripted and unedited. So there we go. Absolutely. Good old Chapo. Um, <laughs> that won't stop barking. Um, so you go from this journey and then all of a sudden you get essentially plopped into real estate. First of all, why real estate? And, and it, it, that's the first question. Why real estate? Sure. Sure. Well, I think this stems a lot from 
when I went fishing and caught a bird. And uh, listen, this is just an absolutely crazy story. It happened this summer and it's it's not just a metaphor, although you can pull a lot from this. And and definitely for me, it's it's been a big, um, I guess, mindset change for me as well. But I, over the long weekend, this this summer, I actually went on a camping trip with my dad. I was like, dad, listen, we're gonna go camping. It's gonna be great fun. And we went up to the Saugeen River and we went out on, on the canoe up and down the river. We brought out the fishing rods. We weren't catching anything, like literally nothing. Yeah. And so then we got back and uh, there was this like 16 year old kid. And when you talk about uh, age differences, this kid like literally two nights before caught this massive fish and he, we got to see the photo and we're just like, man, there's fish in this river. We're just not, catching them um so a little bit later in in the afternoon evening time we went back out and we went on the dock and we were casting off and so i cast off and i was using this this little jig lure uh lure and as i was reeling it in of course it kind of wiggles like a fish coming back in uh all of a sudden out of nowhere this seagull just dive bombs my lure and man like I was yelling at this bird like, no, like don't go for the lure. And I was trying to reel it in. And of course it's wiggling more, looking more and more like a fish. And so the seagull just goes in harder. And all of a sudden I've caught a bird and I, I don't know what to do. So I'm reeling this thing in. I'm yelling at this bird. Of course it's causing a commotion. Everyone at all of the different campsites, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And my dad's standing beside me like, what do we do? And so I'm reeling this thing in, reeling this thing in. Finally, I reel in the bird and, you know, it didn't expect the fish to bite back. So it's freaking out. I'm freaking out. And this guy at another campsite, he comes down, he gets into the water, he wants to help. So I hand my, my dad the rod and I get into the water too. And this guy's name's Randy. So he, he, he gets this bird and he's holding on to the bird, right? And we're trying to get the hook out and it's right in it, it's, it's cheek. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get it out. It's, it's like not letting us anywhere near it. Mm -hmm. So it's scrambling. It's now like trying to use its foot in a weird way to, to push this hook out of its mouth. And finally the bird somehow wiggles the hook out, thank goodness, but now it's caught in its foot. And so now I'm trying to get this hook out of the bird's foot. And Randy looks at me and he's just like, I'm going to regret this, grabs the bird's neck and a pit in my stomach. And if you've ever seen the office where Toby comes back and, and Michael comes into the office, he's like, no, God, no. Like, that's what was going through my head. I thought Toby or, or uh, this guy was going to snap the bird's neck, right? Um, he's like, no, no, I, I just need to secure it. So it stops like attacking your hand, right? I'm like, Whew, okay, we're good. So I was able to eventually get this hook out of out of the bird's foot. Randy was holding onto the bird and we let the bird go. But it just was such a crazy event, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you can't make that stuff up. No, like you can't. it, it I just kinda, I can't even think that stuff up. I <laughs> right. Right. So we came back from that that trip and you know, me and my dad were just kind of laughing about it and just really for me, I just reflected on, you know, 
what do I really want to do in, in the next few years? And rugby, absolutely love it. Fitness having a huge impact, but I really wanted to, you know, be in a position where I can make a difference, not only for, for myself and level up to another financial place and, and, you know, acquire, um, properties. And, and that's always been something that's interested me. Um, but also, you know, give back and be in a position to, to help my parents as they get older and, and really, um, felt that just moment of just responsibility in that, you know, going through that, that camping trip with my dad and, and wanting to really, um, be able to, to help them as they age. Cause my dad is actually, just turned 70. Like, you know, they're not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. COVID is, is a big thing right now. And, and I just really wanted to get into an industry that I would be able to level up, really challenge myself and, you know, start from the bottom again and, and learn something completely new um, and way out of my comfort zone. And so this year I went fishing and I caught a bird and, and here I am in, in the real estate investing world and, you know, taking on new challenges every single day. And for me, it's, it's one of those things that doesn't matter what industry you're in. And, and it's something that I've really learned really quickly. And, you know, from when I first started in, in the role that I'm in to where I am now, you know, a lot of things have already changed and, I've been able to apply so many transferable skills into this in terms of, you know, the, the general like goal setting, even just learning new information, educating myself and all of those, those skills, those soft skills that I learned in all of those challenging moments and all of those times where I've failed have really helped guide me to take on challenges and just learn things quickly. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when, when you have that kind of foundation, it's really a formula of you can enter any business, any industry and, and just learn and take on that niche. And, and that's all it is. I think when you make a big transition like this is so learnable. And, um, I actually, I recently, uh, was watching a, show called impact theory and we do this with the team um yeah, every single week oh <laughs> i love that i love that so marie forello has this phrase everything is figure outable and i love that like everything is figure outable and and when you kind of start any any new thing in your life i think if you go with that kind of gumption where everything's figure outable it doesn't matter what it is I'll, I just know that I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she also says, um, I either win or I learn. And I think that that's been such a huge thing for me as I've, you know, failed a bunch of different times and a bunch of different things. Um, I either have won or, or I've learned. And I, I think going into a new challenge like this with that kind of mindset is it, just exactly how you can progress quickly and and it's allowed me to do that this is fascinating rebecca um one of the questions i ask my guests is um so of course i go by the seven two mindset investor and the seven two mm -hmm. uh, the reason we go by the seven two is the seven two is the worst possible hand you can get in poker and if you draw a seven two you probably want to fold that hand 
in life. Uh, you know, we can't control the hand that we're played, but we can control how we play that hand. Um, if you if you can, I'd like you to talk about maybe a 7-2 moment in your life where you end up playing that hand and you end up getting a full house, no pun intended. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, kind of like a, a time where I've not gotten the hand that I was expected uh, to be dealt or wanted to be dealt and then was able to turn it around. Is, it. is that kind of ah, love that it. yeah I really I love that poker reference um and it's it's cool how you've really built uh, a whole brand off of that kind of mindset piece so yeah for me I'd say I mean I've touched on a few of those points already even from uh having a concussion mm -hmm. three concussions in in one calendar year to being able to transition that into really taking on uh, a new area of the game and, and refereeing at um, multiple, multiple different levels. Um, and, you know, I think no matter where it is or, or whatever the challenge is, that, that capacity to be able to, uh, I guess, turn that into a full house or, or mm -hmm. bluff your way to a full house is uh, definitely an important skill. So I, I'd say that's probably uh, the the example that stands out the most to me um, or has been the most impactful to me, I would definitely say has been that. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you're, you're, so what exactly do you do in real estate? Because in real estate, I mean, there's so many different facets to this and, and for those listening, I, I I'm going to say, I'm just going to call it the way it is. I mean, Rebecca, has already dialed in on her mindset. She accepts the fact that she has to continue pressing on that. She continues pressing the fact that she has to push on being uncomfortable so she can continue to grow. There are people, Rebecca, that may be listening to this and uh, they're going to comment on this, which I could give a rat's ass, which is they're not dialed into that. And they're all about how many doors do you have? How many doors do you have? How many doors do you have? Yet it's, I, I use this reference all the time is that they're the ones that are going to complain the most about a house that has a foundation crack and saying, no, I'm not buying this because of this, but yet they got the biggest ass foundation crack between their ears and they refuse to invest in themselves. Um, and as, as I talk about what you've been able to do in your mindset and so forth, I mean, recently you've also leveled up and you've joined a mastermind. Um, so I'm going to throw a lot at you here right away is before we talk about what you're doing in real estate, you being so young in your journey, what prompted you to say, hey, I need to level up and I need to make an investment, which is not cheap. I mean, it's like going back to university and paying tuition for a few years. Yeah, for sure. So I think, um, you know, for me, and, and you've asked a couple of questions there. So um, first one being, you know, what, what exactly is it that I do in real estate? Mm -hmm. um, and I've essentially transitioned and, and joined um, Adam Martin and, and Matt McKeever's team. And, and so they manage uh, a team of wholesalers who are actively um, seeking to acquire, you know, off-market properties. And they are, are keeping kind of the, the larger multifamily properties right now. And then the ones that don't fit their profile um, or their goals, they will assign to other investors. Mm -hmm. So I help with that disposition and, and marketing side um, within that team structure. And 
one of the things that really intrigues me about you know the direction that they're going and and you know leveling up um, in in mindset and, and working with uh, other investors who are also pushing forward um, would be building and and growing in in multiple different avenues and, and and facets and you know when we talk about the number of doors fantastic question that a lot of people are asking but maybe it's not the right question as you said um in terms of you know having that that mindset piece missing themselves and you know what i i am really trying to share my journey with others because Right now I'm starting at zero doors and it's so great to, to be able to let people in on um, that journey as I get to continue and grow and I get to learn about real estate investing, about the Burr method, you know, about flipping and uh, about buy and hold strategies, learn about wholesaling, uh, learn about all of these different types of investing um, strategies, I get to let people in on that. And I get to share as I start at ground zero in this industry, um, how other people can also build and grow and develop in real estate investing. So that's something that really excites me is, is going back to that giving back and being able to um, help other people with their goals. And, and I always think it's important to, to continue to, like to continue to grow and develop. Um, so whether it be, you know, investing in, in working with mentorships, you know, investing in something as simple as buying a book or an audible account, those sorts of things are no brainers for me. I think it's really important that you take those steps to, to better yourself and, and continue to, to grow and develop um, in whatever industry it might be that you're you're trying to grow and develop in. Um, and a big piece for me through all of the different things that I've pursued in my life, whether it be, you know, rugby as a player, rugby as a referee, um, personal training, whatever it might have been, I've always had mentors either in a formal capacity or um, just someone who I looked up to that I, I tried to chase after. So I think it's really important to challenge yourself and, and put yourself into those situations where you know, you're chasing after someone or you have the ability to um, have that sounding board and, and someone who's just been in those shoes before. Um, so in, in rugby, you know, as a player, I really, really looked up to some of the different coaches that I had over the years and, and really had them as, as a guiding stone. And as a personal trainer, I literally got to do that for other people. Like I, I educated myself in the industry. I built my own fitness regime. I was performing as an athlete and then I got to give back and, and coach other people to do the same with their lives. So I think there's always so much value in that. Um, and you know, being able to share share this and and be on this platform too and and again mark thank you for having me um it's it's so great to give back not only to you know the people around me that i'm i'm working with and build them up but also others who might be interested in leveling up or um challenging their own mindset or or investing um in assets that you know can build passive income for themselves and um getting to a different financial position um for themselves and um for me, it's it's really a, a great opportunity to give back in that way. And, and that kind of idea of giving back is something that when 
I first met you, Mark, I, I got an opportunity to see how you've given back as well in, in coaching and, and really sharing your, your knowledge and also just down to giving back to the community. Like it was so much fun um, doing the sock drive with you. Um, for those of you who didn't know, which I'm sure you're listening to the, the 72 Mindset Investors podcast, you've probably heard Mark talk about um, the socks and, and donating for homelessness. Um, but I got to be there with Mark and uh, the Hungarian experiment in order to go through finding people to, to give sock donations and actually physically taking the socks out of the U-Haul and, and giving them to homeless people literally walking by on the street. So the ability and capacity to give back, um, I think is, is so important. It's something that I've really experienced uh, a lot of from other people. And um, not only do I see an importance in seeking that mentorship when you want to accomplish something, but also in, in having mentees and, and allowing for other people to um, build and grow with you. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're just on point, Rebecca, and I'm really excited to see, you know, what, what the future holds for you. Um, you've, you've done a lot. Um, what's been your biggest struggle so far in the real estate game? Ooh, time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you want to be um, more, more specific with that? Yeah, sure. I would say, like, I think everyone has limiting factors, right? So there's so much that I want to accomplish already. And there's so many different pieces of information to take in. So one thing that I've really been challenged with over the past um, month or two has just been to go back and kind of live out of my calendar again. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's what I've seen in so many um, high level CEOs or, or so many top business people is that they are living out of their calendar and that they schedule a lot of their day. Um, and I really recognize that in real estate is that I do need to actually live out of my calendar because it's just so dynamic. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really big challenge for me is just um, that uh, dynamic element of the industry and just being able to schedule everything into my day. Um, Cause you know, there's so many books that I want to read. There's so many people that I want to have coffee with and, and just learn from. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's been a, a big, big challenge for me that I'm still working on. And um, I'm definitely, definitely not, not perfect there yet. Yeah, and I like to ask that because I think there's a lot of a lot of you know um, podcasts. People ask, "Oh, what's working for you? What what's your what what are you doing?" I mean, the thing is, when you're engineered like someone like yourself, when we know we struggle with something, we're going to do whatever it takes to to improve on it. If it's going to affect our productivity, uh, productivity leading to uh, a day of fulfillment. It's not just the monetary side, but more of the day of fulfillment. Um, so I struggle with the same. I, I guess it's a maverick thing. Um, yeah. and, um, so no exactly. And so I've learned as well is I live out of my calendar now too. Everything's in the calendar, uh, right down to checking a window of time, checking my emails, um, just the social media aspect. Um, there's just a lot going on and, you know, I, I reread or I should say reread. I read it the first time, but I listened, uh, read, listened, I guess you could say to the four hour work week and just time batching and all that stuff. And it's so important because, you know, time is that it's finite, right? It's, it's, we, we don't have time. I mean, once this, this airs in, you know, right after this podcast is done, because I'd like to put it out right away. Um, it's long, the gone, the time's gone. So 
we need to be very, very um, efficient with our time management and not allow a minute to go wasted in a day so we can manage our priorities. I, someone asked me that as well, how do you, how do you balance, find a balance? I said, in my opinion now, people will, will probably debate me on this. I, I believe you have a better chance of finding a rainbow colored unicorn with polka dots than you can with finding balance. And I'm a firm believer it's about managing priorities. Um, and so I need to manage my priorities. So managing my priorities is making sure I have a dedicated time towards my mindset. I have dedicated time towards my body, making sure I'm working out, getting my exercise, eating and all the other stuff. I'm making sure I got my spirit in line and spirit is not only focusing on my relationships, but also my time on gratitude. Um, and then there has to be a management of priorities on the business and the business development. Um, so there's really four layers and there's gonna be some days, some might take over the other. But as long as it's in the calendar, I mean, I look at my calendar and if I have an hour window of checking my emails and I'm not finished, well, too bad. You got to wait till tomorrow. But I got three more emails left. No, it's that, that discipline. Absolutely. I love that, Mark. And, and something that you just finished, um, which I'm still on, is 75 hard. I was going to mention um, that right now. Yeah. 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 I, I love that you've done that. And I think that there's that in itself takes up a lot of time, right? So you oh, have yeah. to make time in your day to do your 10 pages of reading and you have to make time in your day to do both 45 minute workouts um, as well as you know have the the mental capacity and the discipline to follow your diet structure whatever that might have been that you chose and um you know that is is such a great structure to really challenge your, your time as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Mark, I know you've just finished. Congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, How do you feel now that you're done? You know, it's good. It, it was good. I'm just, it was a checkbox for me. Um, so yeah. for those of you listening or coming on, um, it's 95 Hard is a program by Andy Frisella. And the program on, at superficial level, many may think it's more of a physical program from losing weight and so forth. In actual fact, that's going to be a collateral effect. And the whole idea is to create stringent habits um, and over the 75 days and staying to them. And it's really uh, a test of, your, of one's mindset. Um, the way it works is for 75 days straight, you need to do two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. Both workouts have to be a minimum of 45 minutes, but one has to be outside, rain or shine. You have to drink a gallon of water or four liters of water. So equivalent to waterboarding. Um, you have to, <laughs> you have to read 10 pages a day and they have to be a physical book and it has to be nonfiction. Um, you have to eat healthy as Rebecca uh, alluded to. Um, so be on some sort of diet or some sort of sort of plan, uh, no alcohol for the 75 days. Um, and, and then the biggest one is, and I call it the biggest one because that was my, my thing. And I'm not going to talk about it right now because I think I, I mentioned in a previous podcast, which was you got to take a selfie of yourself every day. You got to take a picture. And if you miss any one of those, you have to restart from day one. So you could be on day 74, but then you got to start on day one. And it really tested, tested me and tested my spirit because there was times where I could have easily said I did it, but I didn't do it. And I could just add, you know, add, a, add an extra workout the next day. But the moment you do that, you're just basically admitting to yourself you're a liar or you're a fraud. Um, and so there'd be times I'd be coming home at 1130 at night. And I'm like, Oh God, I got to get my, I have to go outside and get my outdoor workout. 
So take the dog, Chapo, let's go for a 45 minute walk. Yeah, we saw skunks out there. We saw different animals, but it had to be done. Um, The, in retrospect, going back to it, it it didn't really dawn on me till the day before um, completion, Mm -hmm. uh, which was, it is a, and I talk about this in a previous episode of my podcast, it's a very selfish program. Now there's two ways to look at being selfish. So there's, uh, you know, you can look at Oprah Winfrey, which talks about let, you can't give to others until the cup is overflowing. Um, so you have to be selfish. But on, on, on the other side is if you have a family, if you have children, because there is a time constraint and you have to do these things, it's very important that those around you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really yeah. dawn on me until the last day. And I, I owe it to Zara who helped me a lot get through this program. Um, so it was a, a program that a lot of our mentors have done. A lot of uh, amazing entrepreneurs have done. And uh, if you want to be the best, you got to push on your comfort. Um, and that's what we're both doing. And that's exactly what you're doing continuously is we're pushing on our comfort and saying, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Totally, totally. And I'm on, on day 68 now. Um, and I know, I know exactly what you're saying because it is, it takes up a lot of time. And, you know, I've been on those walks at like, you know, pushing midnight where there's skunks walking around where, you know, I still have a good chunk of water in that gallon to drink. And I have my water walk where where I just like, didn't have time in the day and and had to fit it in. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just make it happen. Cause you know, there was, there was actually a day and it was right in the middle where I still had my walk to do. And I, I lied in my bed for like five minutes and I'm like, I could just go to sleep right now, but I couldn't do it. Like, I was just like, I have to do this. I committed to it. Like I have to go for the walk, even though it was uncomfortable. It was cold out. I didn't want to do it, but it, it was just a commitment. And it's, it's that level of uh, ded- dedication. And I didn't want to lie to myself and, and say that I was going to do it and not do it. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it is, it is hard to, to commit to, but once you have made that commitment, it's either you step up and you do it, or you have to reset. And, and I love that accountability in the program. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I highly recommend it for everyone to at least do it once. Um, and, uh, but listen to the podcast episode. I put some tips in there. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so um, you know, as we come to a close of the interview, and, and this has been so fascinating, and I'm, I'm blessed um, in that, Rebecca, we have a great relationship, and we'll be able to continue these type of, of conversations all the time. Um, but um, one of the closing questions I ask all, all my guests is the tombstone question. And the tombstone question is, you know, the day we meet the maker... Uh, we won't be the ones deciding what's going to be put on our tombstone. Someone else will. What do you think will be written on your tombstone? Yeah, it's, it's something that for me, I always want to have an impact on others. And um, I would like to have on, on my tombstone, um, just this, this kind of idea. It doesn't have to be the exact words, but just the idea that um, I've been able to be fulfilled by fulfilling others and by, you know, being of, of service and, and of, of help to others. So um, I don't have exact words for you, but I think having that kind of impact and, and legacy left behind where um, I know that 
I've had an impact on, on others for me that, that gives me great satisfaction in, in my life. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Rebecca, how can the world find you? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, um, Rebecca Lynn Matheson. Uh, so feel free to connect. I love hearing from, from lots of different people. So um, I also post on my stories daily. That's been one of my um, consistent commitments. And I, I always try and connect um, with people through those platforms. So that's where you can find me, Rebecca Lynn Matheson. Um, I just recently launched a video about why the fire emoji is the best gosh darn emoji out there. So feel free to challenge that if you have a better argument. <laughs> I love it. Rebecca, <laughs> thank you so much for this. this. This has just been amazing. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much for having me and uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you.